Hello, lovely people. Welcome back to the Distinct and Jovial podcast. My name is Dom, uh, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Jerry. How are you doing, Jerry? Bonjour. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Jerry has gone full Mr. Worldwide, full Pitbull himself with the glasses on. <laughs> so I'm not going to... I'm not going to question that. Um, we merch. are both repping the merch uh, now, uh, the, the newly acquainted merch, with the, must say, very comfortable hoodies. This is a much better hoodie, this one. Sounds like an yeah. ad. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I've, got, uh, I've got a secret up my sleeve at some point, but um, that's for discussion offline of the, po- of the podcast as well. So uh, nice. I, will, I will definitely have that. Um, and we are joined by a guest, um, we have the wonderful Evgeny. Um, how are you doing, Evgeny? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm a huge fan, <laughs> if I can say so. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Um, we we now I've come up with we are now the the world's worst podcast, but the 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 most conversational. <laughs> That's what, that just sets the bar low enough that I can enjoy the podcast without pressure. <laughs> um. So. Uh, for those that aren't aware, Yevgeny is in Ukraine. Um, you're in Kiev or a little bit outside. Um, so we have very kindly, and Yevgeny has very kindly agreed to talk to us about what it's like in modern society to be in a war. I think that's the, there's no other way to beat around that, is there? Yeah, and in case someone's going to start watching this on youtube in the middle of uh, our conversation it would be easy to find out who is in ukraine right now because i'm the only one who is in a dark room <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> that's very true um uh i i i normally put names on on the youtube and i'll have to make sure i do that for this one when i <laughs> that's a very good point um it is the 16th of december uh it is freezing outside in the uk i have no idea what the temp what's the temperature like in ukraine at the moment i think it's minus two not not that bad actually oh that's fairly toasty <laughs> compared to what it was <laughs> i saw minus nine on my on my thermometer last night when i was driving home which for the uk is horrendous that's insane. Um, yeah. Um, we're on episode 19. And as I always say, the views that we express on the podcast do not represent the companies that we work for. I get to say companies this time as well. So that's that's always good. Um, we're not going to start with uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the more, should we say, serious topic first. We'll go into some normality. And as we like to do with all of our guests... We'll go through all of the previous food items um, and hopefully they will back Jerry into a corner whenever somebody mentions Coronation's chicken. <laughs> I already feel backed into a corner. I can feel myself <laughs> about to hiss. I need to take these off. I can't see anything. It's not easy being a celebrity. <laughs> if you have to walk. I think that was one of the first... You walk around with dark glasses. <laughs> yeah. I think that was one of the first first poignant questions we did where you and this is where we go a bit off tangent Evgeny so apologies but um where you you mentioned that you wanted to be cool enough that you could wear sunglasses indoors yes yes and i think i'm getting close to that stage now i feel that we're <laughs> we're, we're, we're a bit rock and roll now dom we've got followers we've got subscribers we've got merch we've got merch <laughs> we've got merch 
Oh dear. And I'm 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 not I'm pretty sure that all of the people that we know that follow the podcast are probably rolling their eyes going, Yeah, really not. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that your wife and daughter would have something to say about that, Jerry. <laughs> oh, they'd be horrendously embarrassed. But that's the reason why I do it. It's literally the only thing that motivates me in life. It's just what to how can I, your... Yeah, how can I annoy them? How can I embarrass them? That's that's my only reason. Jerry you, you should share this podcast with your daughter classmates. I think that would be the best, <laughs> the best decision in your life. I, you're absolutely right, Yekeni. I, I think that's probably the best thing I could possibly do. I will do that. I will take your advice. I'm not sure. I'm not sure okay, we can have a... <laughs> that was, I was not expected at all. That was not something I expected. I love I'm, it. I'm... <laughs> I'm Just to make it even sure. more embarrassing, I'll print it out. I'll, I'll get it burnt onto onto CD. <laughs> they won't know what that is, Jerry. Exactly, which makes it even more embarrassing. <laughs> they won't know what a CD is. You might have to put it onto LP or vinyl or something like that. LP, <laughs> yeah. I'll do a mixtape. Oh dear. Are you this cruel to your wife, Yevgeny? No, not at all. Probably <laughs> oh. just because I don't have kids. <laughs> that's true that's true that's true oh dear right You're making me look bad here you're getting i just did i did not expect that that was brilliant that really made me chuckle so <laughs> <laughs> share it with this school oh dear amazing um food items of the month um so we've done quite a few of these now i'm very curious whether some of these actually exist in uh ukraine I I've been I've been over so I, I know some some of the stuff that, that that that's there. Um I've had some very interesting food in Ukraine, although that was at a Georgian restaurant. Um but we'll start with these and then maybe we'll go into some Ukraine like food specifics. I think that's they're really good. Um go to meal deal. And my first question is do you know what a meal deal is? Well, I think I know. It's like uh the best possible option that you can get. For like a combo with uh, multiple products, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure if like I have like only one meal deal. It's uh, rather I have a few uh, favorite uh, dishes in general, but they are not uh, a part of meal deal. Like in McDonald's, some Big Mac uh, menu or something like that. So. For me, it's like if I'm in uh, some new restaurant, I probably will just go with uh, rice and chicken because mm-hmm. I think it's hard to be wrong on that. It's like uh, in 99%, it's going to be like stable in taste. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. <laughs> chicken and rice, it's it's almost like a worldwide staple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm also a big fan of Asian food, so... This is like one ah. of the, I think, basics there. So that's nice. the reason. Yeah, nice. yeah well, I think, oh, yeah, diving into the <laughs> the kind of English Chinese type thing <laughs> that we all that you sometimes get. Um, but having been to, uh, I haven't been to Asia yet. Asia is on the travel list. Oh, I'd love I to go. Oh, to I go. think you had a planned trip to. Is it South Korea? Mm, I had a planned trip to South Korea. Um, in March 2020. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a reason why it didn't happen. <laughs> um, it's like, yay, pandemic. Um, 
and we tried to get it rescheduled for the was it the the year after and obviously that didn't happen and then this this year just gone 2022 uh it never came to fruition it just seemed to die a death at that point um and people were like oh i'm not sure i'm going to be able to organize this it's too complicated so we decided to like can it um but if there's ever an opportunity um asia is definitely on the list to go to go over to um and i'm i, I now have a trip to a potential trip to south america planned and i'm going to america this year so whoa it's it's, it's busy but about that. whoa yeah, twenty twenty four. I really Argentina, which I think okay. would be quite a, an interesting, interesting thing. So in, interesting. Fa- I've gone off a bit of tangent, but interesting fact for Argentina: traditional ITF Taekwondo is their second national sport in Argentina. It is huge. Um, so whenever you go to like a World Cup or a World Tournament, or World Championships, or anything like that, Argentina always have a massive team, and they're just huge and and in fact the te- the current uh technical committee um the head of the technical committee for our organization is argentinian um and but they bring such an atmosphere and i I'd, I'd, I'd going to the a world cup which is an open tournament that anyone could go to um it's done by club but there isn't a club there aren't clubs in argentina there's just the argentinian argentine national team so they always just come over as Argentina. So their club normally can have like 600 people. And I think going in their country, they'll be like, yeah, just, just everybody flood it. It'll be, it'll be great. And I, the <laughs> atmosphere, I can imagine it's going to be, I just want to experience that atmosphere, even if I know that I'm going to get slaughtered because that's just the way that it is. You say it's the number two sport. What's the number one? What do you reckon? <laughs> I reckon it's the one where you have to stand there and you have to slap one another. <laughs> slap each other <laughs> professional slap fight i'll give you a clue it's currently going on that would be the football then that would be the football <laughs> that would be the football okay that would okay. be the football yes the slap um, fight number three i don't know i don't know beyond that okay <laughs> number four i don't know How about five six oh, and that's my final offer Oh no! <laughs> I don't think. I, yeah, as I said, went off tangent. And um, welcome to the podcast, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We started with a meal deal, and now we're discussing football in Argentina. Yes, that's, yep. that's okay. That's... And because you're trying to to get to America, you probably need to start uh, uh, talking about soccer, not about football. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Uh, soccer. soccer soccer yes soccer uh, does it have a what does does it have a ukrainian word football yeah it's it's football is it it's, it's the same mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah see i think i could pick up ukrainian quite easily <laughs> yeah yeah to be honest is it originated from uh england isn't it yeah yeah, yeah so okay. probably that's that's exactly the reason why it's called football yeah yeah pretty much in every country except <laughs> america. america they have to be different yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They call the foot the thing that they called football. They kick once every, <laughs> every very little time. Um, this is what bugs me every time when I'm uh, in Reddit because uh, for like normal football they call it soccer mm. in, in, in the Reddit app, so it's very confusing every time. Yeah. 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 It's it's very 
um like you have to be careful with um when you're on the internet and and i suppose that's it, it it's just the way that is the america the, the internet is very americanized so i mean that m- makes it consistent if we're all there you know for myself again if you jerry we're all it's all consistent for us but it does mean that sometimes you read something and you go hang on a minute, which which one are we talking about? Are we talking about football or are we talking about football or are we talking about soccer? Um, so let's soccer. kind of pick, pick it apart. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll go on to the second one. Uh, your go-to McDonald's breakfast. Um, to be honest, I think till I was maybe 18 or something like that, I never understood the... Uh, breakfast in McDonald's. I just didn't get why I cannot get the cheeseburger in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I think it was a year ago or something when uh, Jerry was complaining about that. And I, I was Thank totally you. agree with you. Thank but, you. Um, <laughs> but then something happened and uh, one of my friends suggested me to try um, fresh McMuffin. And it appeared to be pretty good, to be honest. Uh, but the one that has no eggs in it, because I, I don't really understand why should you put any eggs into burger? It's, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Uh, but fresh McMuffin, it's it's not that bad. So yeah, yeah, I, I suppose take so. it every Sorry. every time I'm in uh, McDonald's in the morning. You're so also a coffee lover, aren't you? Scratching. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and coffee, yeah. obviously, <laughs> yeah. some latte. McDonald's coffees are brilliant. McDonald's coffees, I think, is, I think it's the best actually you can get. I prefer it to Starbucks. And really, the, the, there's a story behind the McDonald's coffee, but but I'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> Codename no, Pork Scratching would would, <laughs> would vehemently disagree with you with the to So so, without giving too much away, he there's a bit of a clue. <laughs> reckons that egg goes well with everything so in pizza and also in a burger pizza in yeah, pizza yeah. okay yeah 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 come on Kobe. and anyway yeah, i hope so... i will never try this <laughs> <laughs> no apparently it's a game changer if you have egg in a burger yeah no not for me not for me no not for not for me either but don't knock it until you try it i suppose i haven't tried it yet I want to hear about so, the coffee being better than Starbucks. Yeah. So, well, I think it's better than Starbucks. There is a story behind it. So, uh, McDonald's um, basically poured millions and millions into sending people around the world and researching on getting the, the best coffee and sourcing the, the best coffee beans. Mm-hmm. Um so what McDonald's said was, we, you know, we, we want to basically provide the, the highest standard of coffee, if nothing else, because I mean, Americans are big coffee drinkers, but actually coffee is a big thing worldwide now anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they source and have some of the best coffee in the world. And the standard of coffee that you have at McDonald's, just basically the point is, don't just go, oh, it's a McDonald's coffee. Actually, it's bloody good coffee. It's as good, if not better, than other main mm. chains. Could they spend that amount of money again on making sure that the damn ice cream machines constantly work? (laughs) Seems that they seem (laughs) to be permanently broken in every franchise McDonald's that we have. (laughs) They've run out of uh, budget for that. 
<laughs> they spent all, all on the they coffee. Spent, <laughs> spent it all on the coffee <laughs> and now can't do an R&D on working ice cream machines. <laughs> no, there's nothing left, nothing left in the pot. Oh, dear. That's amazing. I don't know that. That's really It's interesting. Let's go. Yeah, interesting that you mentioned uh, coffee because um, we don't have Starbucks in Ukraine. So when I was uh, first time visiting Starbucks, I don't remember where was it. Um, I think it's either Switzerland or um, Spain. I was surprised how bad the coffee was because I, I was, you know, so high expectation because it's like uh, the biggest coffee company probably in the world. But I just didn't get it. I, I tried it a couple more times with like different drinks in, in different countries and cities. But I'm I'm still quite disappointing, disappointed. And um, to, to be honest, I, I would prefer to take a McDonald's coffee in in, in every country instead of Starbucks. I just nice. personally, I'm, I'm I'm wondering if you know because it, it Starbucks to me like they obviously just plow. It's more about convenience. I would have said like you can get what you want in Starbucks usually relatively quickly, um, and. I'm wondering if it's you know that 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 poor quality in coffee like because if my dad's doing a oh, oh, oh I'm not necessarily a proper proper coffee you know it takes a little while but I've known people that it takes like ten to fifteen minutes like to grind in the beans and like properly squeezing it and doing all those bits and pieces that I don't understand it takes time whereas Starbucks is literally like blend it in it goes jobs are good and and then the water's like instantaneously hot and yeah i don't know maybe maybe that's what it is maybe in the world of trying to be convenient you lose that actual flavor of like stuff that should be good but they do have uh, some luxuries starbucks i've heard uh, where they have like a special beans and Mm. stuff like that and uh, probably there they have the proper coffee i I would also say i think but I, i i i never yeah, go on. I would also say I think Starbucks try to do it so you've got they just try and put as much sugar in the thing so it's like oh can I get like a, a frappuccino but then I want like swirly cream drizzled with chocolate syrup covered in cocoa powder with a flake on top type thing <laughs> so then it's and just the like egg. the sugar <laughs> yeah yeah ask pork scratching if if an I egg will. goes on a frappuccino <laughs> he'll probably he'll probably say yes <laughs> I think he'll probably say yes. Oh dear! Oh no! I've got terrible <laughs> visions now of an egg on top of a of a top of a coffee cup, and that just doesn't. It makes that makes me mildly uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> mildly, such a British thing to say. Sorry. <laughs> Very just mildly uncomfortable. Oh dear. And 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 well, and I now have had two people. We now have two people on the podcast who agree that you should be able to get a burger whatever time of yes. the day. Yes, Evgeny. Interesting. I found out. The man. I found out on Sorry. a twenty-four hour McDonald's what time they stop serving burgers. <clears throat> oh yeah, go on then. Five a.m. Okay. So between, you know. Or, you know, four four fifty five. You can get a burger. Five a.m. switches to the breakfast menu, and it's like that for six hours till eleven. And the problem is that uh, sometimes they do have uh, 
cheeseburger uh, after 5 a.m. still because there is like a process chain, mm. but they uh, cannot sell it to you because of the way software right. configured. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. How stupid is that? Yeah. And, and by the way, I want a burger for breakfast. <laughs> I pay with my taxes <laughs> with an egg, with an egg, without an egg. I don't care. I want a burger. It's a violation of my human rights. <laughs> oh, I don't even know where to go with this anymore. I do. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm not. Oh, dear. You can you can start probably some TikTok challenge uh, where you're going to ask McDonald's to start selling burgers in the morning. <laughs> so. That, that's the way you go. I was worried. I was worried he was going to say start a TikTok challenge about what you can get an egg into. <laughs> that was my next <laughs> worry. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure that TikTok already has probably. a challenge. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, pizza topping. We, um, oh, sorry. Okay, go, go. Sorry. Yeah, no, go, 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 just go, move go, on. Go. Sorry. No, no. We'll be here all night. No, no. <laughs> no you go for it. Go on. I was to say pizza, pizza topping. topping. Pizza topping. Egg. Uh, no, so I know <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Jerry not, probably not going to be happy with it, but I oh, really no, like don't. pineapples <laughs> on a pizza. Yeah. Yes, and oh, and I think that's somehow connected to to uh, my love to Asian um, food because uh, in Asia you you may have a lot of uh, dishes with uh, uh, some I don't know just some. Um, Sugar stuff, I don't know. Yeah, they use uh, a lot of citrus. Uh, some fruit. sweetness, yeah. They use a lot of citrus. Yeah, fruit. yeah. So um, probably that's the reason, because uh, I I don't see w- what is the problem when you have like uh, some again uh, rice with a mango or other fruits, but you can't get the pizza with some uh, sweet topping. <laughs> it's it should be the same, isn't it? Uh, I've got another one that might back you into a corner, Jerry. Chicken and pineapple from go. the Chinese. Yeah, that's that's yeah, a really I good don't. example, actually. I, I I still pick out the pineapple. That's a bit. I won't weird. eat the pineapple. That's a bit. Weird. Oh, do you just not oh, like pineapple? It. It's fruit. <laughs> no, I love pineapple, but it's fruit. <laughs> Stop. We're going back to my very first rant here. <laughs> I, I feel I, I I feel like I'm outnumbered. <laughs> you this, might be. This you whole might pineapple be. issue. No, uh, Jerry. If if it will mm. help you, I I don't like Crocs, and I don't understand people who are wearing. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Cro- Crocs are hideous. Aren't they? I mean, they are just horrendous. <laughs> Do you know? What? They are horrendous. I'm going to mention another guest. Do you know what Hooper? It might was was it Hooper? It might have been. Oh no, maybe it was a different one. I thought it was Hooper, but somebody sent me. Um, somebody was making pastries, but they'd made the pastries in the shape of crocs. Oh, <laughs> like, so they were all like these puffed. Oh, I don't know if that was. Hooper. It could be the nicest pastry in the world. <laughs> I still wouldn't eat it on principle. Just avoid crocs. <laughs> just avoid crocs. I'd really I want to. I'd I'd want to eat them once, just so I could say in an Australian accent, oh, "I've eaten croc." <laughs> Actually, I've eaten alligator. I've had alligator Yeah, there you go. And it tastes like chicken, which proves that everything tastes like chicken. (laughs) 
Now we're going down the everything, matrix. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I, it doesn't have okay. everything the body needs. <laughs> exactly. But it tastes like chicken. I I am actually okay. All right. I can't. I I don't know what to say. Getting. There's nothing I can say to change your mind. On Not pineapple on pizza. Okay. If I if I remember correctly, one of our uh, colleagues from Greece said that uh, once he first time visited uh, England, he was shocked that they were selling pizza with uh, pineapples, and he. Uh, Decided to think twice if he sh- if he should move to England at all after that. <laughs> so I think yeah, at least one person would totally agree with you. Is this a common friend? Is this is this who it is? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's our it's our shrimp friend. Shrimp. <laughs> and oh. Jerry knows exactly who I'm talking about with that reference. And at some point, we might have to get him on the podcast to explain that reference. <laughs> that- <laughs> Yeah, we can't send it, can we? No, I'm dying to, but I can't. We can't, we can't, we can't. We'll, we'll, we'll do that another no. time, another time, another time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, go to Nando's order. Yeah, so I have no idea what is Nando's. So that is absolutely when everything is done and you can come over and, and stuff like that. I'm taking you to a Nando's. <laughs> I'm taking you to a Nando's. Um, cause, so Nando's is a... It's a chicken. It's a chicken place, actually. Um, but they, yeah, you choose how you want your chicken: breast, leg, wing, boneless, non-boneless, in a burger on its own. And then you choose spice levels: plain, lemon, mm. lem, lime, and mango. Can't remember the other one. Other herb one is. And then it just goes. And then it's just heat levels. So. How you know three two three four five so chilies garlic as well yeah there must be, be a, must that must be it garlic yeah, and herb garlic. must be the other one that's, yeah garlic and herb yeah yeah um and then you choose sounds sides uh so you can and you can choose everything from like you know chips or fries as americans fries um soccer soccer and fries um or like uh halloumi uh Peas, um, sweet corn, uh, you know, corn on the cob, um, broccoli, like loads, loads of different like sides. Garlic bread. They have a real mixture um, at Nando's. You look surprised. So, okay, that sounds see? like a. It, it sounds like a healthy KFC or something. That's actually a really accurate way of describing it. Actually, right? Yeah, really? it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally interested. Yeah, yeah. Although, although I, I think. I'm not happy about broccoli. It's a bit too healthy. Uh, I'm going to confess, like, actually, Nando's is like a, if I've done a particularly big gym workout and I'm feeling like I need something, I will go for Sunset Burger, which is two chicken breasts in, like, and they have, uh, in with salsa, lettuce, and a bun. And then I will get on the sides um, broccoli and, pe- and macho peas um, because it's, Two vegetables, a buttload of protein, and a little bit of carbs just to recover. Okay. Perfect. How do you manage to keep the broccoli down? How do I manage to keep the broccoli down? Yeah. Uh, very easily. Are you not a broccoli fan? <laughs> 
No, it's an it's one of so we haven't done this yet on the podcast. We've not done Maybe this. one to pencil in. No, we pointless vegetables. <laughs> uh, flavorless, pointless vegetables. Oh dear. And broccoli is there. It's up there. I don't care how good it is for you. It's up there oh, as a useless vegetable. I think broccoli's like top three. Really? Yeah. It's got no flavor. No. It's got no flavor. Th- that's the thing. You can basically cook it and uh, give it a bit more taste with the way of uh, which, uh, I don't know, um, flavors you're going to use. So that's, that's if, uh, if really... If you boil broccoli, really good. then yes, it has no flavor. But if you fry it, roast it, and, as, and add like proper flavor, broccoli is comes out. When broccoli caramelizes, it's really nice. <laughs> okay. Like By kale. the way, do... Well, I was just going to say, like kale, do you know the best way to cook broccoli? <laughs> okay. Plenty of oil, so it's a lot easier to scrape into the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree with you on the kale. Oh, dear. Yeah, you have to do that with kale. <laughs> Sorry, Evgeny. <laughs> Yeah, do, do you know this Disney uh, cartoon where like um, s- small, um, colorful uh, humans live in your head, which uh, corresponds to oh, anger? Uh, inside and, Out. Uh, how it's called? Inside Out. That's yeah, it. yeah, exactly. So they had a scene where a child should have to eat the broccoli, <laughs> uh, and in every country they they have this scene, but. In Japan, they had to replace broccoli with some other stuff. I don't remember. I, I which can't remember. It was a green. It was, was another green vegetable, but it holds a similar connotation to how we would hold broccoli. Broccoli is like an evil food, but in um, yeah, Japan they have a different green green food. So no, no, so... that's that's not like the the only reason. Uh, because in in Japan, kids really enjoy uh, broccoli, mm. so they had to replace this scene because it had no sense in Japan. Really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So at least we know that you are not from Japan, Jerry. Yeah. I'm not from Japan, and now we know that I've probably upset the whole of Japan with my <laughs> broccoli comment. <laughs> if you're not going to see Japan followers in the next few months, probably that's the reason. Yeah. Well, I'm planning on going to Japan at some point, Evgeny, so hopefully... <laughs> They'll let me in, and they, at, at passport control, they won't say, "I recognise you. <laughs> You're the broccoli hater. <laughs> You're not yeah, coming in." Be the, the, that would be the most ridiculous deportation case in the Japan. <laughs> 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 and knowing my luck, it will happen will to have, me. It will happen to you. <laughs> and all that Chloe will do is roll her eyes. <laughs> um, so kids in Japan love broccoli so much that Pixar had to change. Um, had to change the cause of its child's protagonist's food hell from the tree-shaped vegetable to green peppers. Um, the vegetable doesn't have a poor reputation among Japanese kids. It was replaced with green peppers, which are generally considered disgusting. You've got you've got some god-level sort of general knowledge thing going on here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, How the, on earth, the... I've never heard anything like that. <laughs> It's in this case when you have to know something important, but instead of this, you remember <laughs> some stuff about some ridiculous cartoon that you've seen a few years ago. Excellent. 
I, I still remember quite a few lines from uh, ads that I saw like 20 years ago without any reason. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes. But that's probably how ads work. Uh, yeah, that's that's it's true. A, well, and it's amazing how th things stick in the mind, isn't it? So absolutely. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Subway sandwich. Um, I don't have a favorite one, uh, probably because again we, we don't have Subway in Ukraine. Uh, but I've been in uh, in a few, and I just um, I just don't have one because I, I didn't get the what is a. I'm trying to be polite. What is the purpose of, uh, or what is the main idea of Subway? Because you know, with the KFC, they they have this like unique thing with a chicken and everything. In McDonald's, they have a like a specific taste, mm. if that makes sense. Which you you probably know that yes. this burger is from McDonald's, stuff like that. And like every main uh, fast food has this like specific thing, but. In Subway, I, I just don't know what it is, to be honest. Probably that's my problem. <laughs> I mean, that's a really interesting point, yeah, though, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yes, I'm stumped. I'm loving this. <laughs> that has actually thrown me. I'm loving this. I never thought of it that way. Evgeny, you're absolutely right. What's the unique selling proposition of Subway? They do, because they don't, they don't really have a, a specific taste, do you? It's not like it's all chicken or all kind of specifically fast food like mcdonald's or, or anything yes okay it's all centered around sandwiches but you can have any everything from like spicy meatballs to like you know uh, teriyaki teriyaki chicken. chicken to vegetables and tuna yeah yeah sure. exactly you can have fish you can have vegetarian you can have meat you can have it hot you can have it cold you can have it with condiments you can have it without it is and it's it's interesting i had this discussion with somebody today the paradox of choice so if you have like two houses and you choose one of them to live in, you'll likely be very happy because you'd be like, ah, oh, out of the two, I made the good choice. If you have 10 houses and you make a choice of one, you're likely to be less happy because you'd be like, oh, but maybe house number eight was really good or maybe house number two was really good. And it's the paradox of choice. And I, I know what it is. There's a famous Reddit post of somebody going, I've never been to Subway. I suffer from a really bad anxiety. How do you order at Subway? And I do remember the first, the, like, <laughs> and and people generally weren't laughing. People, somebody did actually go. Actually, here's how you order at Subway because it's it's not like McDonald's where you go. I want a cheeseburger meal. I want a Big Mac meal. It is a like right. What bread do you want? What it, in what topping do you want? Do you want that heated or not, or what size do you want as well? And I can never get away with giggling whenever somebody says I want a foot long or a six inch because it just. I'm a, I'm a massive child. Um, I'm 30 years old, I promise. Um, uh, and then, um, yeah, so then, then you have to decide, or, uh, you know, do I want it heated or do it cold? And then when you get it back out, you've had this, and then you've got to decide, right, do I want olives, peppers, lettuce, and a bunch of other vegetables? Like, well, if I've had it heated, do I want that? Is that going to taste weird? Is it going to make the bread soggy? Then you have, like, do you want condiments? Do you want tomato ketchup? mustard mayo burger sauce you can get burger sauce for a subway so actually when you deep this you're not, you're not wrong you've got it you are right and yeah i i think if we i think if we you've if we were to take you to the next board meeting of subway and you were to literally just say what you said to us 
I think it would make everybody in that room question their life choices. <laughs> You'd probably get yeah. mass e resignation. E existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The, the CIO, chief marketing officer, everyone would just go, yeah, you know what? I'm, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I've signed up to. I'm done. To be honest, I'm, I'm not now curious to Google their mission statement because you know every big company should have a mission. You're right. Um, so the subway system is, that, that's their mission, is committed to providing a wide range of great tasting, healthier food choices while reducing our environmental footprint and creating a positive influence in the communities we serve around the world. So that's it. Yeah, I'm just reading it. It is about three lines long. <laughs> <laughs> to provide a great range of great... A wide range of great tasting, healthier food options while reducing our environment footprint and creating a positive into the community as we serve around the world. <gasps> Take a breath. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That what a brilliant what a brilliant what a brilliant <laughs> thought. You just don't think it. And after the week I've had, I shouldn't be deeping these things, but I, I do, I do, I do. This is really good. <laughs> God dear. That's what you're gonna think about today before. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna wake up at two o'clock tomorrow morning, <laughs> being like, "What is the purpose of Subway? <laughs> Just what is the purpose?" I, I think, I think Evgeny has literally dismantled mm. it. Absolutely. Um, last topping by topping. It, 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 uh, to to be fair, it's easy for me to judge because they they don't have any stores in in Ukraine, so I wouldn't be banned <laughs> from Subway. That is true. I just I just think what you said is just one of the strongest cases <laughs> on any topic that I've heard. All uh, year. And you're also breathing a sigh of relief that hashtag just saying <laughs> that you that you've gained a strong argument was not on the pineapple on pizza that would have backed you into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to upset yes. me? <laughs> you know me. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, last two then. Um, so jacket potato and best form of potato. Um, so the first one, I, I don't have a preference at all. Don't know why. Just just don't. About the form, um, I, I, I'm not sure how it's called in, in UK. Um, in uh, Ukraine, it's called uh, deeps, uh, but it's like a, it's not like a. We have like a general French fries, um, just a thick uh, potato slice, but deep is like a bit uh, bolder one. It's it's like a bold French fries. <laughs> That's that very yes. It makes as as a as a fellow as a fellow engineer that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> Bold French fries. That's really good. <laughs> As opposed to a, an Italian. Like, <laughs> like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson sort of version of the chip. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's like chunky yeah, chips. Yeah, chunky chips. It's like Jenga chips that you get in in pubs here. Yeah, have, must yeah. be. Probably chunky. how it's called? Jenga. Uh, so if you yeah, if you put in C H U N K chunky. Yeah. 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 That's that's it. I think yeah, you're right. Proper big. Yeah. I just probably don't know how to properly name them. That, yeah. that, I like I said we we can't criticize because mine and mine and uh, Jerry's Ukrainian is non-existent. So. <laughs> That's not true. That's not Why? true. I know how to say football. 
Yeah. That's that's very true. So there. In your face, Tom. In your face. And also I can say hello. Privet. And probably a few few other words as well. Uh, like, no, no. You know, volleyball I, I... or basketball. <laughs> volleyball. It's, it's still going to be volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> so how many words now? Volleyball, basketball, football, and privet. That that's four words in Ukrainian. Yeah. That that's a, that is one of the funniest or one of my favorite things to listen to uh when I listen to foreign people speak their language, whether that's, you know, Ukrainian, French, Spanish, German, Korean, whatever. Um American, no, sorry, too far. Um where you you're listening to a conversation <laughs> and and you don't understand anything. It's like da 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 and then you hear like football and da 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 basketball. Um the only time I ever get concerned is when I hear da 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 Dominic da 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 like hang on a minute you're talking about me here. Oh no that's that's stupid. So uh yeah uh that there is there's that and and I experienced a a little bit of that when I when when I was over in Germany earlier because it was just going all over my head, all over my head. And then occasionally I'd be like, they've said a name and it's more concerning when they hear your name. Cause you're like, Oh dear. What have I done? Am I in trouble? <laughs> so yes. I would do that just if I was a customs officer, I think I'd just say a whole bunch of random stuff like pineapple, pizza, potatoes, Jenga chips, chunky chips, Dominic. <laughs> what? Just And then just watch your yeah. reaction. Just to see your face as you go. The 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 what? irony being, what? so the last time that I no the first time I flew back from Luxembourg from Germany, um because because of where um, Samwise lives, it's closer to to get to to Luxembourg Airport, um, <laughs> um that uh so I went in and I spoke I started my conversations in French with the 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 people at the desk to give your ticket in and put like put my baggage into the into the plane, um. And I did some of it in French, and then they picked up my British passport and then started speaking to me in English. It's like, damn it, <laughs> I was fixing my French. Um, anyway, then I when I then I walked, you know, just with my carry on and walked over to um, security. Um, and it was it's a little bit it's not quite like how you'd expect. There was a bloke there that was kind of you know letting you through, sort of thing, right at the beginning. And I, I went up to him and, and, and you know, bonjour, ça va? And, he, and as I gave him my passport and he looked at my passport and obviously the British passport is fairly distinct. It's that I've got I've still got uh, that kind of burgundy one. He looked at it, saw that, and then he said in the thickest Liverpudlian accent ever, can we do this in English, please, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> You mad? <laughs> Can we do this in English, please, mate? <laughs> really strong Liverpudlian accent, and that's a very distinct accent that can be. Um, so yeah, uh, and then Gary... it's very difficult to emulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at accents, so that, that's not. That's I'm not, not even. I'm not even going to attempt it. I can do uh, one no. accent reasonably okay, and that's my Arnie, which I don't think I've done on the podcast yet, but I'm not going to destroy your ears with. <laughs> yeah, you have. I'm sure you have. Possibly, I think I might have done it in the last podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, you did. I can't remember what it came up. You did. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, but I, you oh, did it. Yeah. You did it well. Right. Uh, let's let's move on to the. Is it a topical event? I suppose is it Evgeny? That's probably the best way to describe it. It's it's an event that is happening and has been happening now for nearly a year. Um, 
24th of February, I think it was the start date. Yeah, yeah. Well, if like we're speaking in general, that's started probably mm. eight years mm. ago. But like the 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 biggest event uh, happened, yeah, 21st of was, February. What was the? Because it was the um, annex of the Crimea was 2000. And, I want to say 14. 14. 14 yeah. yeah. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, yeah I thought it was sixteen. Okay. Yeah, fourteen. So that was probably when the tensions first started building. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the first case. Yeah, I can't remember. So, um, you've written a bunch of notes. I haven't. I I formatted the table a little bit just in case I wanted to type some stuff next to it. But, um, I think there's multiple ways that we can do it uh, that we can do this and we we don't so just for the folks listening and watching we don't plan like you've getting the 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 planning that you've been involved is about as much as planning that me and jerry in fact it's more than what me and jerry normally do we just uh you know that's the point we're, we're the world's worst podcast but we're all about a conversation so um i saw there was some like there was some bits it kind of jumps around a little bit and that's totally okay so we we're just so for folks listening we're just going to jump into some notes that Evgeny has written um and just listen to like i suppose what it's actually like being a citizen in like in like a modern war but also just in uh you, you hear all the stories the reason why i was so the reason why i've put some context the reason why i wanted Evgeny you to come on is you know, generally on the news, you hear about the people that um, that are normally on the front lines from the media. So you only get the media side of things, which I think you've raised a couple of points about the media as well on 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 it as well on 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 your points. But also, that's what's interesting for me is there must be, and I, I could be wrong, there must be days where it it it's it's I'm going to use air quotes. It's normal. In terms of like, you know, the day is still happening, but there is still a war in your country. And it's just such a thing I couldn't fathom. I was just so curious. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted, would love to have got you on. Yeah, I mean, like like today and there is war going on, but I'm sitting with you laughing about uh, pineapples and uh, writing a podcast. So uh, how crazy is that? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know well, where to start. Um Probably we can start from uh, my morning in 24th of uh, February, because it was also quite quite interesting one. Um, so obviously I was um, I was looking um, well, not not probably looking for a war, but uh, I was uh, reading the news and I know that something going on around the borders, uh, some tensions and so on, and. Um, we decided that we don't want to uh, leave Ukraine in any circumstances because uh, pretty much if you leave the country because of some of the threats, you're basically giving what the uh, bully wants, right? Mm. Uh, because that's kind of one part of the war. It's not like a physical stage, but also a mental where you try to uh, destroy the economy so people leave the country and stuff like that so it's easier to concur so that's one of the main beats so uh, we decided that we want to stay but uh, just in case things gonna be uh, pretty bad we're gonna create our emergency backpack 
So we had it prepared in advance for uh, probably a few weeks before invasion started. And as I can say, that's a very good thing to do. So in case anyone um, lives in a country next to Russia, I totally can recommend to have one. <laughs> what, what's, what's interesting is, um, again, a little bit of context. So myself and Yevgeny have worked together very, very closely for for several years. Um, I, I, I've, I've, I haven't been to... I have I haven't been to Kiev since I've known you, but you have been to the UK. Um, uh, I know I know your favorite beer and and things like that. So um, that, that's the most important thing. Um, and uh, we had a catch up, I think, a couple of days before, and it was very kind of what's going on. Like you know, is, is there's this elephant in the room? Do I bring it up? Do I not bring it up? And you were very candid and kind of like, no, we, we've got full trust in like the the you know Army, our. Yeah. Our army, that's the word I was trying to think of. It just kind of went out of my head. Um, um, so, you know, we're not we're not panicked or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, very interesting to hear that you had, like, an emergency backpack, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so, basically, when in the morning uh, everything started, uh, we probably have a pretty good windows uh, so and pretty good sleep, so we haven't heard any explosions, as some of our other friends uh, and I just uh, woke up in the morning without no reason and just noticed that uh, my phone is uh, blinking. And I noticed that uh, a few friends tried to call me, uh, tried to call me, but um, the problem is that I usually use um, silent mode when I'm going to sleep, just so nobody can disturb me. And they were trying to call me for, I think, three hours so far. Because they already like woke up and know that everything happening and tried to reach me out so that I'm aware and stuff like that. Um, so we, um, so I've just opened the news and I saw what's happening, and um, I said to my wife, "Okay, let's probably uh, take our back backpack, take a shower, prepare ourselves, and go." Because. <laughs> um, uh, we need to uh, pick up my mom, um, my wife's relatives, because uh, we are the only one who has uh, a car in the family. So we wanted together, like everyone, so be together and not lose everyone. And um, um, yeah, it it was fun because quite a few friends asked me, like, how how why you didn't just uh, dress up and just go away? Why do you need a shower or something? And to be honest, I just cannot uh, start a day without a shower so <laughs> that's probably <laughs> was the reason <laughs> um I, I agree with you on that point that's the one thing i do as well i can't start the day without a shower uh, yeah Jerry i mean injecting with coffee <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah i mean if, if someone is going to kill me today at least i'm gonna be fresh right <laughs> um so yeah we um picked up um we we took the backpack and probably a few t-shirts uh, with us, which, as we discovered, was a big mistake because uh, uh, we planned to get back to the, uh, the apartment after we gather everyone. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, we get back then in uh, two and a half months. So that uh, wasn't exactly as we planned. And uh, to be honest, it was uh, quite fascinating um to see 
like you are in the middle of this Hollywood movie about the apocalypse because obviously there are some explosions traffic is you probably would never see traffic like that just literally the whole town trying to get out and obviously nobody can because it's it's stuck from every place mm -hmm. and people like um having a lot of uh backpacks uh suitcases and trying to basically pick up everything they can from their houses because somebody probably don't expect to came back so yeah it was it was quite an interesting experience um um usually road to my mom takes probably 30 minutes that day it took four and a half hours uh and uh, it was actually uh, <laughs> we we were able to avoid quite uh, big pieces of uh, traffic because at some point um just for a context um she's living in a small town near Wiskiev uh and um it's um like in the northwest uh, northwest of the Kiev and um, I decided that it would be a good idea to avoid all of this traffic instead of going to the west where is everyone heading to go directly to the north in in the uh, like in the way to Chernobyl and because uh, obviously nobody will go to Chernobyl at this point and it helped me to avoid a lot of traffic but uh, as i understood later i was quite stupid because i didn't realize that uh, russian troops are not coming in only from the east but they also invading from the belarus so from the mm -hmm. north so i was like heading directly to to them and uh, uh, we still remember with um, uh, with my wife how i tell to her you see how smart i am nobody is here our <laughs> road is free no there's, a there's a reason for that <laughs> yeah 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 well obviously there were a few other cars but um like uh considering what happens on other roads it was quite uh quite empty so you can uh, so yeah, have we, a question yeah i have a question on that so yeah, nobody yeah. at that time was saying so there was nothing anywhere on on any of the the radio stations or news reports. Saying, no, no, that was north. Don't travel north. Don't travel east. No, or no, no. That's that's the problem. There was all of the needed information, but the amount of information was like enormous. Um, you, right. there were so much, uh, so much, so many variables and so many different things that they tried to like explain through the radio station so you you wasn't able to pick up everything and obviously like overall um like mental state in this situation you are trying to like call mm. someone uh, find out who is where is everyone safe so you don't constantly listen to the radio or reading news yeah so that yeah. that was another reason um so yeah when we um uh, arrived to my mom um i tried to calm down her because uh, she has like problems with uh, her heart so i was a bit worried if she you know over worried with everything and there are going to be other problems but surprisingly she was super calm i've, I've <laughs> even been a bit annoying that i mean <laughs> what it's like war is going on how you can be so calm but i i was uh i was really um uh, satisfied that she were in in this state um see, so uh, I, see, uh, I was just gonna say yeah, note yeah. to my mum see mothers can be <laughs> relatively calm my mum would have flipped a lid she would have been 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my, my I, I, I'm bad. Mind. I don't tell my mum when I'm ill because I know she'll come down to, to yeah, rescue yeah, exactly. me. I'm like, mum, you're 60 years old. I'm 30 years old. I, c- I can take care of myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I had exactly the same situation, but by some reason, exactly in that day, she was super calm. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like also some mental thing when uh, <laughs> the body tries to protect you from something. I don't know. Um, and I suggested let's, let's drink a tea, like, um, look at the news, find out what's going on. So we don't do like uh, quick steps, try to find out what is happening. So we started drinking tea and my mom suggested, let's stay in my uh, apartment because I'm living in a small town. Everything's going to be fine here, even if they need to. Even if they want to uh, go to Kiev, they will not touch uh, my town. And um, again, like a spoiler alert, uh, she lives in Bucha. That probably some of you have heard from the news. Um, that uh, like in probably few weeks became a place where like thousands of uh, civilians were either raped, killed, or mm. something else. Yeah, it was so, one of the yeah. first, I think it was one of the first towns that was properly mentioned on the news in the UK for us. Like, like this is the what's happened in a town, not in like, cause, because Kiev is big, so you expected that. But they were like, and here's what's happening in the outskirts. And I remember that that, that Booker was one of the first to, 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 to be announced on the, on the news in the UK. Yeah, but at that point, um, her suggestion was pretty it it made sense to me Mm. um so i was thinking we still need to go to take uh relatives my wife's relatives so i was thinking how to manage all of this so we uh still uh can i don't know drive together or something like that and maybe came back there or what what we should do and also another problem was that uh, my wife's relatives lives in another part of kiev region so I understood that if we took this trip for four and a half hours, probably takes 15, 20 hours to get to other part. So that that was another problem. I was trying to think how we can solve that. And then while we were drinking tea, my wife um, asked me to go to the balcony and uh, I joined her uh, there and saw like uh, uh, Russian helicopters flying uh, near the house. And what what is like one of the things that I like realized that time? Because when Russia invaded Ukraine in 2014, they tried to make it look like it's not a Russia. That's some like uh, people who live in Crimea or on the Ukraine East. They just want to join Russia, which obviously was a lie, and they just used uh, military without Russian flags and any like uh, specific IDs to identify them. But in this case, I saw like a helicopter with Russian flags with all of the naming. So I knew that this time they do it officially. So they don't want to like hide. And that was like the first thing that um, kind of made me realize that this time it's might became a bit more serious. And then uh, from my mother apartments, um, she's, uh, she's living on the very high floor. And you can see one of the airports um, in a like neighbor 
small city and uh, at that airport um, usually uh, parked the biggest uh, plane on earth because Ukraine used to have like uh, the biggest plane called Maria yeah, which yeah. is uh, could be yeah. translated from Ukrainian like a dream mm. and usually it's used for <laughs> transporting other planes because it's, uh, it's a huge one it's and nice, I saw yeah. like yeah, yeah like other helicopters trying um, started to bombarding this airport with the Maria and everyone else who were there and another stuff that I noticed, which shocked me even more, that one of the helicopters started to bombarding um, just uh, like normal houses, not not uh, like an airport or something else. So it, I, I didn't get why it was like this, why they had to do this. And at this point, I understood that we cannot say because um, if they started to like basically bombarding everything, probably the next step would be like some um military is gonna start landing on the on the streets you know not just uh, flying around so we took our stuff and <laughs> that, that was funny because my wife and i had like uh, two small backpacks but my mom prepared well she had a lot of <laughs> suitcases stuff like that so that, that was a bit of fun and um we uh went to our uh car and it was also an interesting one because when this uh, bombarding uh, and attack started, uh, everyone was like, uh, they tried to leave their cars where they are and just um, get into any house just to hide while this happening. And we are, we're like the only probably insane, at least at that street, who doing the opposite. We're trying to get to the car and ride somewhere. Um, yeah, and... Uh, we at first i chose one road to like uh, go out but then a few explosions there happened so i uh, done this like uh, how it's called um like cops doing this you know uh, uh 180 yeah, you, degrees yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's called like a cops turn or something like that i don't, yeah. I don't remember yeah yeah um yeah so started to drive in another direction um and there was like a bit of an action here, but then the fun part when you have this, all of this riding and action, and then you just stuck in the traffic <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, okay, I made everything that I could. So now I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here. Uh, but I need to say that what surprised me a lot, especially after some time, then I was thinking about it is that nobody was um driving against the rules which is insane mm. so obvious obviously when you see a lot of explosions nearby you will probably like start driving into the opposite direction just to get out of there but everyone were like in the the same line and the another line was totally clear so that if everyone wow. wants to go to another direction they can do so and um yeah if anyone from Ukrainians is going to listen to that, thank you all for being such a good drivers that day. I think that that also helped a lot. It's it's interesting, and I've been I've been to Ukraine and and um, I've been to Kiev, I should say, and I, I've seen I've seen five p.m. traffic in Kiev is is madness, right? And and um, it's it, it, it's in you know it is literally like like this. Um, but it works. It works, and and I'll never forget um, the third time. I, third time, 
no, second time I went to Ukraine uh, to Kiev, um, we decided to walk from the um, offices to back to our hotel. Um, it, this was in July, so it wasn't it wasn't my February trip where it was like minus forty because <laughs> the February was like freezing. Um, but um, you you've got like eight lanes of traffic, like four going one way, four going the other, and you just have a um, zebra crossing as we would call it so uh white and white and black lines across the thing and we were kind of like we need to cross the road do we just use the zebra crossing and we kind of sidled up to it and um this this young kiev uh lady she just walked up to it without a care in the world stepped onto the the, the crossing and all eight lanes of traffic just instantaneously halted and then she walked across and i went that's clearly the way to do it just go <laughs> i have to admit, i was a bit like I was like, go, 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 put my foot on it, and they all stopped. I was like, okay, quick, go, run, run, run. And my, one of our British colleagues that was with us, he was at the back behind us going, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> True <laughs> traditional British style as he crossed the as he crossed the zebra crossing. Um, so yeah, it, 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 that's that's really impressive. And what what one thing I want I, I want to kind of take from what you're saying is obviously you're telling us our story, and I'll let you continue. Um, but every person in ukraine will have these types of stories that from when it started that's that's what's uh i don't want to say fascinating is the wrong term but that just is like almost like heart-wrenching and 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 you don't realize like the pain that people go in until you kind of experience it yeah and i I must say that i'm was super lucky uh about how my day went because obviously there was like thousands of people who uh, were in a much more uh, mm. worst circumstances, so yeah, I, I was the lucky one, I can say. Um, so yeah, that that was like <laughs> my morning that day. Yeah, it was quite an interesting one. Quite busy. It's it's interesting as well, like as I don't I you know the twenty fourth I you know I logged on at like half past five I think and we were like what is going on and. Um, you know that 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 bit that we had to do and there was some we had to do some horrendous stuff that that's all you know corporate based which you can understand but it's like it's not really where my head is at and it was a good it did take a good um three to four weeks for you know myself to kind of really go okay this this has happened and we have to kind of emotionally deal with it um and both myself and um, Yevgeny have known not only people in Kiev, but we've worked with people in Kharkiv, which is a city on the eastern border of Ukraine and was one of the, was it, I don't know if it was one of the first, but it was definitely, I think it's one of the major ones that, that, that Russia went for first. Uh, well, they kind of went um, to everywhere at the same time. That that was the strategy, but mm. because uh, Kharkiv is closer to the border, uh, they like reach to it uh much faster yeah but i i just remember yeah. that uh while i was stuck in the traffic i was uh texting you and uh, other colleagues that uh yeah how is said it uh that probably some of the ukrainian guys will not gonna join stand up today <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, and my wife was yeah. asking, "Who am I texting?" I'm saying, "Well, I need to say that I'm not gonna join the stand-up today, isn't I?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that that that's what gets me, um, and it's it's a bugbear I've got at the moment because um, the, the only way 
I'm not very good at illogical things, right? So if something's illogical, I get very kind of like, what? And I've had a couple of scenarios this week where, you know, they've gone, um, <laughs> somebody can't log into their account. Okay, can you reset their password and do that? you know, and do their multi-factor authentication bypass so we can get them back in. And then the ticket gets back, goes, we've tried to contact the customer and had no response. So what they've done is they've sent a message on Teams to their account that they can't log in, right? And then they're like, oh, and, and I'm like, just think people. But this has got a context with this. And what was interesting was, you know, they, they do things like, oh, can you just phone us up? And I'm like, I've no idea what the phone system is like at the moment, whether you can call internationally or, or, you know, um, uh, you know, where you're logging on from and where you're doing this, that and the other. And the fact, and they're like, oh yeah, but it's really inconvenient for us. I'm like, these folks are in a war zone. (laughs) I think it trumps your inconvenience and bits and pieces like that. But the fact that so many of the colleagues that we that I work with and that you work with were still logging in was just like I was like what is what is this this is this is a bit mad and is that and I suppose is that because I, I I'm fast that's the wrong word I just because I, I haven't I've never been in a position like that I suppose everybody was trying to stick to some kind of normality is that right Evgeny would you say you just kind of think well Let's try and there's all of this stuff that's happening which is not normal. I just need to cling on to something normal. And and yeah. part of that, like trying to keep that routine with work. Um Yeah, exactly. Okay. We had a we had a call, I think. So the invasion happened uh, I think it was Thursday, isn't it? Uh on Thursday. Yeah. And then uh like our first well, my first work day when I like joined the work fully was uh monday so like the a few days after it and uh, one of our colleagues uh, uh, from uk uh, was asking well how i can give you like any work at all you know like any any work to do because like you in this position uh can you can you work at all and how we can support you and i really appreciate all of the uh, kind words and uh, real support that uh, lots of uh, you guys in in UK and in from other countries um, gave us. That's that's really helps really. Uh, but uh, that day I just said I, I do want to work because mentally when you are like doing the stuff that you used to do before the day, it's like make a switch in your head where you just. Uh, kind of in in the days before it happened because this is what you usually do this is like yeah as you said your day routine and it it really helps because when you constantly in in this process you just uh probably become crazy or something and that that's the reason when mm. everything started i like limited the um time slot for myself to read news because obviously i need to keep up but uh during that day uh, during that days, um, like the use thread was endless. So you, you, even if you like constantly reading it, it will never end for like first few weeks. So I just did that. I'm gonna uh, look into it like in the morning, then uh, during lunch, and in the evening. And this three time mm. slot helps me to like keep up with obviously updates that I should know about, 
but at the same time, do not distract me to know, you know, open or reload the page every five minutes and you cannot physically and mentally do anything else. Uh, I'm in a bit of a privileged position with where, where I, where I am and understanding, um, those that work for, for the company. And I, I think, um, at one at one point we had an it was still a 94% sign on like of people uh from uh from your company and um on top of that we had people logging in on the weekend and we're like you know it's a bit like are you sure you're okay and they're like no no this this is better for us like we're doing something we're busy you know, and and it, it's and the the other thing, and and it, and it's really good. So, um, <clears throat> shout out to the companies, which I'm sure if you did enough enough research, that's probably the only thing we don't want to do. But um, I, I, am I right? Did they give you they give you pay in advance so you could give that towards governments and stuff like that? There was definitely something I read, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. So they they gave us like an additional bonus. Uh, for everyone mm -hmm. without any exceptions um, and uh, we are able to spend it the way we want so if we need to like rent an apartment in, in the new place uh, okay if you want to like donate it to army or humanitarian aid that's also fine so just spend it the way you want that that also was very helpful mm. yeah yeah um, and I'm, I'm going to say, by the way, and I hope you don't mind me doing this, Jerry, but in the description, there will be links to specific places. I've got some from uh, from a uh, person that we both know, um, Evgeny, um, that, that directly go to the causes rather than going via uh, another charity, which sometimes takes some of it out. So I'm, I'm going to put those in the description of Spotify and all of that, because I think I really want to encourage people that this to me is the best Christmas present that you could give these folks here. Now, okay, this is going to come out after Christmas, but it's going to be a new year and it's something to kind of go with. I always forget that we record this like before Christmas and it goes out afterwards. So I might that up a little bit, but but the, the, the point being is those are going to be in the description. So I hope you don't mind me doing that, Jeremy. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, and thank you from me and from all of the Ukrainians and uh, in general that... I think the the one of the fears that we had in general that yes we have this like enormous support at the beginning but uh, there was a huge risk that from time uh, within the time people just uh, get used to it and it's gonna be like okay that's just another war I think that's we we tried maybe they just I should do something with it and uh, we can just probably start stop. Uh, making any additional support uh, but hopefully that wouldn't be a case and currently 10 months passed and we still see a lot of support from many countries so for everyone listening uh, thank you so much for everything that you did and keep doing it's it's interesting we've mentioned we mentioned about the media before and um, um i don't want to give the Russian propaganda really too much attention, but you know the the, the way that the media is ma manipulated. So I've just gone to be you know the twenty fourth of February. The biggest news story was live updates of what is happening in Ukraine. Right there is there's no other way for it. 
that isn't even on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine top stories normally on the BBC. There's one big one, and then there's uh, eight kind of smaller ones, and then it starts getting into specific, you know, sports headlines and bits and pieces like that, and around the UK and three things we love, you know, it's, you know, entertainment news, like whatever. Um, the biggest t- news story says so the 16th of December. So the current biggest news story is about a Brixton, uh, like. Uh, this is a Brixton crush, so there was a stampede. Then it's about um, the nurses' um, uh, strikes within the UK. Um, then it's the weather. Of course, it would be. The, it wouldn't be the UK without the weather. <laughs> Mia mentioned somewhere. Great. Um, something you know. Then there's more. Um, there's uh, some stuff about Twitter and um, Jerry's favourite person. Uh, who don't. Uh, uh, then it's about. <laughs> i haven't got time let me let me make sure i've got a timestamp just in case i need to bleep anything out <laughs> before jerry gets gets on it um then it's about harry and megan and uh whatever is going on with that that's just a thing and then it's about a um a hotel aquarium that exploded right there's you know the top nine news stories there you know the the war is not mentioned the war um it feels like a faulty tower sketched me mentioning the war. Do not mention the war. Um, you know the 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 Ukraine war. Um, and I have to ask. I'll ask it in a second. Um, what's it's, it's interesting. You're right. Like you don't want it to kind of fall out. And the reason why you know the BBC and on on every newspaper they they they're there to make money. So they're there to do clickbait rather than actually trying to present what the heck is going on in our world. And you couldn't present everything that's going on in the world because it would be you, the program. There isn't, you know, the amount of content that happens in the world is is bigger than, than yeah. the ability to actually present it to one person. But there are certain things that you think, I'll be totally honest, <clears throat> a hotel aquarium exploding with no injuries to people is a bit like, great, very nice, sarcastic thumbs up. My my, you know, I'm more looking for like, what's the status of this? What's the status of, um, the protests around um, uh, in Iran and Iraq and those areas? What's the state of, um, countries that you you actually want to kind of hear about and things like that? And it's and and I can get on my high horse. But one of the question I would just and just very slight check. One question I would: What do you refer? the ukrainian war the russian war the what do you refer to it as yeah that's that's actually a very good question because uh i think the the, the best uh phrasing is russian invasion because mm. i think one of the uh ways how russia tried to manipulate the stuff is could be the ukraine war because when you start using the ukraine war uh, russia is like out of the sentence that's yes. the first thing. And another thing, obviously, because a lot of economical and uh, agricultural processes uh, war here uh, influence the outside world as well. You probably know mm. about the uh, weeds uh, deals uh, because mm. Ukraine, you know, probably it's the biggest producer of wheat in, in the world. And stuff like that so it makes impact in certain uh, countries and, and stuff like that and also it might have an uh, 
some bits of um, in, uh, influence and in inflation and other processes. And if you're talking about Ukraine war in a lot of people's minds, it feels like the, the reason why we have like higher prices is because of Ukrainians did something yeah. because of war in Ukraine. But I yeah, can assure you, we, <laughs> we didn't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, that's so right. That is so right. Um, when you think about it, yes. And I... <clears throat> I personally, and I, I don't know about you, Jerry, but my, for my take on this, I, Russian invasion sounds like they're successful. <laughs> That's why I always hesitate. So I, maybe I like to like refer to it perhaps Russian attempted invasion of Ukraine sort of thing. And, and you're right, actually, that puts the onerous on Russia. It is 100%. It is Vladimir Putin's fault. It is his fault. It's not you know, not everyone else obviously women when manipulated and I'm uh, in terms of what media is presented, but yeah, it's, it shouldn't be Ukraine war because it's not Ukraine that's at war. It's Ukraine that's is under invasion. And so therefore, yeah, that makes a real good sense. So, um, I know Jerry, you haven't, I don't know what you think. Yeah. I mean, the Russians yeah. didn't ask for this, did they? <laughs> Either. No. Right. No. So, you know, the Russian people didn't wake up one morning and go, oh, yeah, I think this is a really great idea. It was, this is all, it's all politics and power play. That, that's, that's the thing that, that's the thing that just sickens me. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. It's all those egomaniacal ig, uh, maniacs, Trump, Putin. Ugh. Well, uh, t it it would be fair to say that uh, he still has a pretty big support. So we we cannot mm. say that this is like one person making all of the decision, because it's in that case absolutely. we can we can say that during Second World War Hitler was the only bad person because everyone <laughs> else true. was just yeah uh, true making true. what he asks very true. So yeah. that is a, yeah yeah yeah. I I think uh, no I get where Jerry's coming from. It's one of those things that you. Um, you don't want to label like, like, that's the yeah, point. Yeah, like, we, people, yeah, people come with generic labels. That's, and I, I, it's you know, sim, it, it's like how to how to phrase it. The, the I, people I, that voted for Trump voted not necessarily because they like Trump; they wanted change. Um, and yeah, there will be people. That, you know, it is not just one person. Although, absolutely, put me in a room with Vladimir Putin and then unspeakable things shall never be said again um it, it's it, it is that influence and 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 things like that but yeah I, I it's that russia war bit that i think is really that that you that not included not using ukraine's war i think is a really good way of doing it and it's a really interesting way that i thought about it well, yeah, I think... and, and the reason sorry, yeah, sorry go, go ahead no no go ahead go ahead no, I just wanted to say that the reason why I'm uh, like saying that it's not like the, the only one person who making all of the decision is because uh, I'm fluent in Russian. So mm. uh, it's easy for me to read uh, news and uh, chats and, and all of this stuff. And I used to have uh, quite a few friends from uh, from Russia. But uh, once war started, uh, started, one of them texted me, well, you don't know all of the truths. I said, well, I literally see the helicopter with a Russian flag uh, that's mm. like trying to uh, <laughs> basically damage every single house in, in the city. 
and he said, how do you know that it's not a Ukrainian helicopter? So people convinced that we're like making it all up. And there is how the Russian propaganda works. So they have a different levels. They have a different like uh, um, groups that they want to cover with a different level. They have the like the highest level, the most stupid propaganda at all, which uh, probably aimed on the I don't know people without education or something like that, um, or maybe uh, I don't know what the main group but this is like the stupidest uh, propaganda one of my favorites and i'm gonna mention this exactly because uh, i'm speaking to uh, uk citizens it's uh, on the i think it was second or the, uh, no it's probably third or fourth day uh, of war um they probably started to understanding that they will not conquer kiev in uh, two days as they expected and they trying to like generate other thoughts, what is going on and why it's happening, so they can make an excuses. And uh, on one of the main channels in Russia, was stating that uh, war was started by UK royal family to distract the world from, yeah, from uh, Prince Andrew's scandal. It's it sounds ridiculous, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? But yeah. if you're going to watch Russian TV for quite some time, you will see a lot of interesting facts about how works working, uh, how world working. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's like the first level. The second level, it's a bit smarter. They will um, show you half truth, half lie. And it works pretty good because people can say they, they showed some facts, some documents, so we can be sure that the whole statement is true. Um, and the the most probably uh, the most interesting one is like the third level probably where they will say you like ninety percent of true truth and then ten percent of lie. And uh, even if you are a smart person and knows and know about a lot of stuff, you still will be able to make some fact checking for most of the uh, things that they mm. uh, showing you. But then 10% will still be in your mind. And if you're doing so for a few years, uh, you can they can create a new picture of reality for you. Mm -hmm. And with this picture, you will start believing that there is uh, in some insane things like Nazis in Ukraine, in uh, that uh, Prince Andrew wants to, or royal family wants <laughs> to <laughs> start this war yeah. and stuff like that. So... The, 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 I do remember reading the Prince Andrew one quite early now, and, and I have very strong opinions on what I think of certain things. It's in, so it's interesting, and it is it is a little bit of a tangent, and I, we will come back. But um, the Prince Andrew scandal, obviously, you know, my belief is if you've done something wrong, you go to jail, right? <laughs> Let's end the conversation, right? He's he's should be a convicted paedophile, into jail, done, right? No questions asked. Doesn't matter whether you're. Uh, a homeless man on on the street, or whether you are Prince and you know the the King of England, right? You did something wrong. Um, and what I find really interesting about all the propaganda and the way that it's presented is that there's so much, like, you sometimes see something and you think, really, give over? Who's going to believe that? Like, come on, like you 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 can't be serious. 
and that that attitude that I had there is very dangerous because what happens is is so if you take the American election for example, um, everyone was like Trump's not going to get in, get, get get real, like he's just a comic book ca- character. But all it takes is that 10%, that 10%, that 10%, or even less, right? That 1%. And then all you need then is the the other 90% to not turn up, which is kind of what happened in the American elections. Of only about 47% people have voted in the American elections. And those 47%, like, he's not going to get in. Right? And, and that's how, and that's 100% how it builds up. And it, and it winds me up, like, that we are unfortunately afflicted by the media this way and and I've spoken about it on the podcast before where it's people become selfish when they become when resources become scarce like uh, uh, unless apparently you're Ukrainian because apparently they could still remember how to drive so hats off to 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 you folks absolutely um but in you know in 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 places where resources are abundant but you can sense a, 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 a slight panic. It's kind of like, hmm, people become a little bit selfish and and think about it. And also, if change isn't hasn't like, or nothing's been enacted that's really helped, they just want change. So that's what you tend to vote for. I, I went off a bit of a tangent there, and I kind of lost my train halfway through. Um, but the, the just that the, the Prince Andrew one just makes me like makes me want to die and you know I don't agree with the, the royal family I respect the Queen for what she did as a as a thing but like a monarchy just doesn't work in my opinion and and, and stuff like that it's I, I believe in a democracy and bits and pieces like that um, so yeah I still don't know where I'm trying to talk about <laughs> pineapple. <laughs> Are you do- you're doing a you're doing a CC meeting thing, are you now? <laughs> I'm doing a kind of there's you know six degrees of separation. With everyone in the world, just like six. As if you, if you go through six levels of connectedness, we're all connected somehow. Um, and it's the same mm. thing with pineapple. There is a pineapple connection with everything. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm gonna believe you. I don't know what it is either. Um. I, I'm just looking through some of the notes that you you've done. I am. I'm so, going to so, ask. Patrick sorry, Dom. Be, be, before we go further, just one more thing that I just remembered. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one more thing that probably everyone should be aware: if amount of uh, bot farms that uh, Russia has, because I'm not sure if everyone aware about those. They uh, started building them, I think, exactly after 2014, because they need to change the minds of people. And uh, one of the ways, obviously, is media uh, with all these levels that we uh, discussed. But a bit more powerful tool, and I'm, uh, and and they became an experts in in this area. I must admit, is to switch people's minds uh, by showing them that other people, what other people or people think. So mm. they created they uh, those thousands of bots. Uh, for Facebook mostly, but for other social media as well. And the thing is, probably you made it by yourself as well when you looking through the feed and uh, reading some article or um, I don't know anything on, on the Facebook. You probably interested about what people thinking about it and open the comment section where you have yeah. uh, the most liked uh, message and stuff like that. So what they are doing. 
they searching for um, specific topics on the web, then writing the comment and uh, generate a lot of likes for this comment so that you can believe that this is like the um, like the thought that most people agree with and it will make a switch in your mind as well that maybe yeah. this person is right however this person is a bot <laughs> and this is yeah exactly... it's um yeah go on it, it's it, it goes into the psychological phenomenon called confirmation bias yeah the more people that agree with you the more likely you are to present your opinions or you or, or you know or feel comfortable in presenting your opinions so if there is one person on the internet that out of a hundred that believes that um, the Russia invasion is a correct thing, and they see a comment that agrees with them, they're more likely to be yes, I agree. Yes, there's somebody here that else that agrees is you know confirmation bias, and and then and then and then the churn from that in the psychological sense is someone else suddenly sees that they're they're in the minority, and when you're in the minority and you're influenceable, you you might go oh maybe this russian invasion is the right thing sort of thing that's 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 kind of what their their aim is to do it's all around um psychological phenomenal confirmation bias about really trying to get people to confirm and if they don't feel like they confirm they'll they're more likely they're more susceptible to change yeah and that's the reason why i prefer reddit as a social network because the way reddit works you can not only upvote someone but also downvote and what i found is that yeah. there are obviously there are a lot of votes on reddit but usually they're never on the top because fortunately and i'm very glad about this in the world we have much more uh like logical people who will be able to downvote the total mm -hmm. insane like with a uh, prince andrew right and this is the reason why <laughs> Uh, bots in in Reddit, at least from my, uh, from my experience, are not at the top, uh, which is great. No, they yeah. do struggle more because yeah, in, in the face that ability to knock something yeah. down. Because in Facebook, if you have a like, that's it. You you cannot downvote and put it lower, right? And I think that's uh, one of the biggest problems of Facebook because it's easy to manipulate with. Yeah, so that's that, mm. that's another one. And one of the reasons why YouTube took a step back when they got rid of the dislike button, because you, because what's happening in YouTube is they put they put a video up, right? And if if something's got a really high proportion of dislikes to likes, you're going to go, is this video actually any good, right? Is this, you know, it could be like how to tie a tie. Let's say a th you know, let's say a, a minute and a ten second how to tie a tie. And if all you can see is the number of likes, and there's 100k likes, right? And then you watch it, and your tie ends up, you know, creating a noose and strangling you because of that's what the video is for, right? And if you could see the dislikes, yes, there may be 100k likes, but there's 40 million dislikes. You might be like, oh, maybe this isn't a good video because it's going to create a tie that's going to create a noose and strangle me. So it, it's th that ability to have both sides of the of the opinion is really good, and. Um, because the internet is full of anonymity, you know, you, you don't have to present who you are on the internet. You can be anybody. Um, people generally feel more comfortable giving their opinions because there's no repercussions. It's um, one of the reasons why I hate the internet at times, despite how much I work on it. Um, Jerry, you went and looked at something. Yeah, I was checking YouTube. Yeah, I was just 
I looked at YouTube just to to see. Yeah. It's interesting. And then face. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because you don't really. Yeah, I, I, I don't have to worry about propaganda. <laughs> it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. Yeah. Mm, I'm not in a situation where I have to worry about it or seriously think about I do I do think about it but it's fleeting um basically because I just don't really believe I so this is controversial I I think that the the kind of propaganda you know it's it's very I think for 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 what's happening for example in Russia because it's try, they're trying to uh, Putin's trying to generate as much support as possible so it's very overt and and you know we can see it and we have a different perspective on things so you see the propaganda and you think oh yeah you know that's but actually it does beg the question for example when we read the news in the UK do people in other countries look at that and go yeah well you know for example um Something came out the other day about what was reported about what's happening in Iran. And there was a bit of an outrage on that because they said oh, it was being mis misrepresented. Not that there's not bad things happening there with the regime there. But it was the way that the, the media was, was reporting it. And, and if you don't have that context, how do you know any better? How do you know any different? And that, that's the chilling thing. That's the, that's the reason why. Yeah. I said to, I say to my wife don't don't bother watching the news don't bother watching any news because how do you know with complete confidence that what you're being told is true so how do we know that um that the B, just because it's the BBC everything that they're saying isn't isn't biased in one way or another it doesn't have to be massively biased and it doesn't have to be um you know it doesn't have to be uh uh, it, it you know very overtly biased but but for example the the bbc as dom dom mentioned if you go to the front of the home page of the bbc you know it's like that there's obviously not that level of interest anymore in in the russian mm. invasion right so but then you know what's happening in south america what's happening in the far east what's happening anywhere else it always just seems to be this one topic and then it goes and then wait, it's almost like you're waiting for the next big thing. And whilst you're waiting, for, whilst the media is waiting for the next big thing, you know, it's filling the space with, oh, look, there's a giant fish tank that <laughs> that exploded. I think <laughs> that was in a hotel in Germany, wasn't it, or something? It, I, I mean, it, it, it's not, that's not news. It's ridiculous. Why would I be interested in that? So that's why I just don't really I'm, bother reading it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to give a hats off to somebody in a minute, but I'm going to use a very uh, tenuous analogy, so bear with me. <laughs> right. Um, it's the Jack Sparrow principle. Okay. Have you both seen the first Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So have you, have you seen it? I don't know if the, it changes the quote. Have you seen it in English, Evgeny? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'll, I'll. It might. Um, hopefully, it translates similar to thing. But um, there's a scene right at the end where he's. They've sent all the pirates away to go and uh, all the the zombie pirates away to go and kill the navy, right? And there's Jack Sparrow, Will Turner, and Barbosa, and um, Jack Sparrow. I can't remember the full quote. Let me see if I can get it up. Actually, because I want to get it right. 
Uh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Jack Sparrow. Uh, this is as tenuous as pineapple. Dumb. Yeah. Right. So Jack Sparrow goes, I'm dishonest. And a dishonest man you can always trust to be dishonest. <laughs> Honestly. It's the honest ones you want to watch out for because you can never predict when they're going to do something incredibly stupid. And the, the, your point, Jerry, around the, the media and sort of saying, how do I know when the media is being biased? Well, actually, no. The one thing that you can trust from the media is that it's always biased. There is no unbiased in anything for two reasons. One, because the entire purpose of the media is to generate clicks, to generate money, right? They have to pay their people. They have to make that stock. And that includes whether it's the BBC, whether that is Channel 4, whether that is whomever, you know, Sky. Um, the second one is because every single news piece is written by a human. We have no... Now, there is some cool AI stuff that is going on at the moment that um, might actually be able to do this. If you ever... The chat uh, GPT is amazing, by the way. I assume you've had a play, Evgeny. Yes, yeah. excellent. I'll explain to you later, Jerry. Um, the The... Every single news piece is written by a human and every single human is influenced by their environment, their personality, the way that they were brought up and their unconscious bias in every way, shape or form. All of us have unconscious bias. We, you cannot escape that, which is why it's a bit like you have to treat the news as dishonest. You can always trust them to be biased, be dishonest. Um, and actually it's the ones that you've got the ones that you've got to watch out for are the ones that say we are the truth because you don't know when they're going to actually represent something that's incredibly stupid hopefully my analogy actually made sense <laughs> i think it was it was quite a good analogy the other thing also is to just to say big hats off to um uh someone that we both know that that we but both know that you might know um you're getting about my manager um and they uh stopped watching the news completely for um i think they said it was like six months plus heart rate dropped by an average of i think i think they said 10 beats per minute like just the level of anxiety that they no longer had from watching the news just enabled them to drop their heart rate by an average of 10 10 beats per minute i, I have a, which is i have a similar case my friend stopped watching news but the problem is that he missed the invasion as well he he wasn't expecting it at all <laughs> <laughs> wow oh dear that's yeah there is i, I think there's a there's a point to being a bit informed of what's going on <laughs> there's a balance um so yeah I'm going to use that. As, that was a great analogy, Dom. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. Indeed, that, that was a good one. Uh, yeah. Um, so I was just looking through the notes that Evgeny has, has written, and, and there's a couple of things that like I really want to kind of do, uh, really address. So um, the first one is obviously your electric situation. I believe you're currently on uh, a battery at the moment, or is it electric at the moment? Uh, no, I'm on batteries and with... Uh... A passive optical network if anyone is interested that's a very good tool if you have no electricity uh that's the way to have an internet up to one gigabit yeah it's faster than jerry's internet at least anyway <laughs> everything's faster than my internet i'm having a look at this passive optical network yeah yeah but basically that's the way everyone's internet works nowadays but usually 
providers they use optical network just uh, on the street level, for example, on the or on the uh, big building level, and then they use Ethernet ca- cables to bring it to your house through the switch. Mm. But um, in theory, or in my case, you're able to uh, pay enough to get the real optical cable inside of your apartment, which is a bit more expensive, but much more reliable because you don't need electricity to exchange the traffic in internet. Well, you, you need some, but it could be not connected to like infrastructural electricity. It could be your own, like in my case with batteries. Mm. Um, yeah, because you've written you don't watch TV and not using a, a kettle. Yeah, so that, no cups of tea. that's um, another thing. So a uh, few months ago, uh, when Russia started realizing that they probably at least not going to win, but most likely going to lose, uh, they, stri- uh, they decided to change the strategy. And instead of just fighting with our army, they decided to uh, basically destroy the whole infrastructure so that we can all uh, freeze to death and uh, be without electricity. And uh, again, spoiler alert, they failed, but uh, partially uh, partially had some success. And uh, we have uh, some scheduled electricity shutdowns. So, for example, right now I'm in the frame where I'm uh, not supposed to have an electricity. Uh, but um, our engineers, and I want to say uh, thank you to all of them, they're working like 24 hours per day. And they're rebuilding it quite uh, quite fast. For those who watched the Family Guy uh, series, uh, have you watched them? Uh, there yeah, is a, yeah, there is a series when uh, I, I haven't watched this episode, but where the main character uh, trying to uh, blow the Amish uh, building, uh, and he like. Uh, like sending a grenade, it's exploding, and then Amish is trying to rebuild it like in a few seconds, and then he tries that. again. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. I've seen that episode. I've seen that episode. <laughs> so so yeah. that's that's exactly what's going on in Ukraine right now. So, <laughs> so they trying to destroy our infrastructure. We're rebuilding it, and uh, most of the time we have uh, electricity, but some of the time we don't. And the problem is that um, because of the routing system. Uh, you need to adopt the load on the network. And um, there is a call for everyone. If you can, please reduce the amount of electricity that you are using to um, kind of help uh, engineers to properly reroute the uh, electricity uh, from one area to another. So that's the reason why I'm not watching TV anymore, uh, because I have a lot of good books to read and this... Uh, one of the good alternatives, uh, and I'm not using a kettle and um, uh, washing machine. I including only at night because at night you have the lower um, traffic, if I can say so, and uh, yeah. it's more safe in terms of law to use washing machine uh, at night. Yeah. So that's kind of my I, new I, rules. I'm going to ask, I can't remember the numbers, but you told me, this is a real nerd engineer thing, Jerry, so I apologize in all of our listeners, but I'm going to share it with all the engineers because this fascinated me. Docker, what was Docker using? Oh, yeah, I noticed that uh, if I uh, shut down Docker uh, on my laptop, so it usually um, consumes uh, from 10 to 15 watts per hour uh, of electricity. 
So that's an interesting fact and uh, probably a, a hint to Docker developers to maybe take a look better into their performance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, so Docker itself uses between 10 and 15 yeah. watts per hour on top of like the normal resources, yeah. Yeah, so to compare, my 16-inch MacBook Pro uses uh, from 30 to 50, and like Docker is like 30% of it, so it's yeah. huge. Yeah, uh, which is really interesting because we, on Wednesday... And um, we had a we had a thing, and it was all about sustainability. And what's the one thing that we use in all of our, ser our cloud services and things like that? We all use Docker on Kubernetes. So maybe to solve the sustainability problem, just bin off Docker and deploy some other way. Um, but yes, Docker, like from experience, we can now sort of say um it uses a lot of electricity that's probably not required well, that may be specifically docker desktop yeah well to be fair uh they do a lot of com complex tasks so probably yeah 90 yeah. percent of it's yeah. really needed yeah yeah it, but it, it fascinated me when you said that to sort of say wow i was like wow that's 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 really interesting to know that that's something that's gonna ramp up you know your resource usage and things like that so um that that really fascinated me and um i'm absolutely going to share this with a bunch of engineers and be like <laughs> look at this this is cool um things like that um it's interesting like some of the other bits that you've you've written down it's um there's kind of like there's a load of heartbreaking stuff i think with people obviously trying to sell you know sell his apartments building bits and pieces to sell on the streets for donations to the army and um it, it always feels like that um, or to me, it feels like that um, those news stories where you go, look, it's really magical. A child has managed to raise fifty thousand pounds for their school, so they, so the school, everyone in the school can have free school dinners. And it's a bit like you shouldn't need to do that. <laughs> like you should just have that anyway. But obviously, in these types of scenarios, people are, um, and it's, it's something I want to talk about a little bit. Is I've never met a more awesome and patriotic bunch of people having spoken to a fair few um ukrainians over the last thing that's what really impressed me yeah thank you for kind words but yeah that's that's true a lot of people trying to to do as much as they can um and uh, one of the stories that hit me the most probably it was a story about 80 years old uh grandpa who decided to sell his apartment and just donate everything from it to the army because he said like I, I i don't have um like a big family i probably not gonna uh live for you know any 40 more years and i just want to make my impact because i cannot like join an army or i i don't have like a salary to donate and etc so that's that's a really generous uh, step to do and basically mm. everyone like literally everyone who i know is like constantly donating and uh, trying to uh, spend as much money as they can on army and uh, one probably one interesting fact uh, for you or whoever listening is that um, a lot of people, especially in the Western countries, used to like donate, but in a humanitarian um, support, right? Because, it, like, for many uh, 
people it makes sense because you want to donate for something good, not for the weapon, because like weapon is like a bad thing. But in our situation, it's it's not really like that because the more we invest in weapon to defend ourselves, the less we need to spend on humanitarian support, right? Because if if we have like more weapons to defend ourselves from the very first day, we wouldn't have to spend like billions on humanitarian support because those people will still live in their apartments and they will not have to leave. Uh, thousands will not be injured and, and dead and all of this stuff. And uh, that's one of the phrases that one of our volunteers uses that I really like that $1 invested in, in the weapons in Ukraine saves you $10 invested in humanitarian support. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, I I'm totally agree with that. Mm, it's a really interesting and and uh, f you know for me I, i'm I, I like to you know you approach things with kindness but there is a point where thou must thou thou must defend thy castle so to speak like you know uh, i you know somebody trying to rob me you know trying to break into my apartment into my apartment then yeah that that the damage that that's going to cause longer term if I'd spent, I don't know, you know, a hundred pounds on a on a moat rather than like not having a moat, the damage that they could cause by stealing all my jewelry is more likely to is more expensive than if I'd got the moat in the first place. It's the same. Like if I'd spent that tenner on insurance when my thing broke down, then it would have been fine. So um, I'm now I'm interested. Totally get there. What kind of jewelry you have? Nah, that's for me to know, and you lot will not find out. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't have a moat because I live in a first floor flat. So I was going <laughs> to say, <laughs> but I, I was trying to think one. of like perspective. <laughs> I was trying yeah. to. <laughs> Tom, get a moat. Jerry has a moat. Jerry has. A I'll moat. get you one for Christmas. <laughs> you better hurry up. It's only nine days. You have, away. To, you have to pole vault <laughs> over the moat to get to your. <laughs> To get to your front door. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But also <laughs> regarding this whole donation uh, thing, I uh, probably a few months ago, I, I changed my uh, strategy a bit. So at the beginning of war, I was like donating most of what I uh, have, most of my salary and a uh, huge piece of my savings from the like very first, first few days. But then I realized that we have like the, the next level problem. Uh, connected to economy itself so we we kind of um the, the problem that we have is that obviously there are like in general a recession coming in the world but in ukraine it's like <laughs> doubled recession Oof. or tripled yeah, yeah. that's that's uh, huge and i think we have it bad here yeah yeah, and obviously because of all of the support that we have from European Union, from UK, from um, US, it's uh, it helps a lot. Without it, I, I, I'm not sure in, in which position we would be right now. Uh, so again, thank you everyone who is, and both of you literally connected to it because you're uh, paying taxes, I hope at least. <laughs> and uh, yes. basically... <laughs> yes, <laughs> my, my, my bank statement, my, my salary packet uh, certainly says I'm paying taxes. <laughs> yeah, and literally yep. the, the piece of your money was invested to, to help uh, Ukraine to survive, to defend ourselves. So a huge thank you for that. And uh, it, yeah, yeah, go on, Dom. It's, it's interesting because you say about economic things and it, and it always fascinated me when it must have been... 
September-ish, I remember having a conversation with you and you were like, yeah, I'm off to the cafe. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. And th that's that's exactly, I think at the end of the summer, I realized that, yes, we, we should invest in, in army and uh, support uh, with weapons and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, we shouldn't forget about the economy in general. So obviously, in the middle of the war, you might think that, why why the hell I should go to the restaurant? Because uh, there are much more serious stuff going on. Or why should I, I don't know, buy new furniture or I don't know, anything like that. Obviously, it doesn't make sense. But then uh, I realized that a lot of people work in all of these industries and I have a privilege working remotely and uh, I'm not connected inside of my country because I'm working mm -hmm. on a company with, which like global company has customers from all over the world. So I can yeah, switch position and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's not a problem for me. But for tons of people, they all their business and all their work connected to inside of Ukraine. And that's mm. where I kind of split my budget between the, the nation to the army and um, trying to be active as a like person inside of economy. So I, I started to buy stuff, uh, giving more tips, uh, like be a big part of like this uh, consumerism yeah, and the exchange of uh, goods and, and money. And mm. I hope that a bit more people starting um, using this strategy and we will be able to save uh, lots of businesses. Because uh, I'm, I'm seeing from like every day, some of my favorites cafe restaurants have to close because uh, they just cannot make money. Because like not, not many people want to visit or can afford to visit those. And this is like a circle, you know, when I'm thinking I will not spend the money, I will donate to the army or I will just save it in, in case of an emergency. But what the hell the emergency could be if I'm in the middle of the war uh, already. Yeah. Um, and then I decided to not go to the restaurant. And then the waiter from the restaurant haven't received their bit of uh, salary and they decided to not buy some furniture and the guy who made the furniture decided to not make a haircut and, and stuff like that. And uh, mm. it's, it's like, a, like circulation that you breaking. It's, 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 it's generally how recessions kind of work is it? And yeah. in, in, in any, in any form, like it's just exasperated in the fact that, you know, if you, if everyone donated all their money to the army, the army would save the country, but there'd be no country left to save. Um, yeah. And 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 but even in like non-war torn places, that's how recessions start. You know, people stop buying things, so these people lose their monies. So suddenly things become more expensive, so they stop buying more things because those people then and and you that's how you get into spiral. And that's what you know the Bank of England's job is to raise interest rates to a certain point where the 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 price and versus like manufacture kind of starts balancing out, and people start basically excuse me, to encourage people to spend again, right? And that's that's the way that they have to do that when it comes to a recession. Um, the, there is one here that I'm a bit like, ooh, uh, surgery during an air alarm. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's a good one. So um, I had to, um, had to have some kind of surgery or pr procedure, which um, because of my health state uh, and um, 
um, I like arrived to the hospital. They prepared me, and uh, as a part of this um, process, they had to uh, give me this. Uh, I'm not sure how it's called in English, actually, sedation, probably, like uh, mm. when you fall asleep. Uh, yeah, yeah, anesthetic. The, yeah, anesthetic. Anesthetic. Yeah, before before the operation. So I was prepared. I'm um, just lying on the this kind of. Uh, it's it's not the bed, but you get it uh, mm-hmm. and um, they started giving me this anesthetic and I'm like gradually falling asleep and now I hear like air alarm started so there are bombarding uh, and missile attack happening in Kiev and I'm hearing this like uh, siren and uh, all of this stuff and I'm thinking what a stupid way to <laughs> die I'm just <laughs> I'm just going to fall asleep and if something happens obviously they're going to try to like pull me somewhere and and do stuff but I'm I'm useless at this point. <laughs> and and then I saw that well I'm just too tired I'm I'm just going to sleep and and just uh, fall asleep peacefully and everything uh was good. Well, um there was a uh, I think it was the date was 85 missiles were launched to ukraine in general i don't remember how many was uh, for kiev that day there was um some uh, destructions but like i think at that point 80 percent of missiles were hit by our air defense which is mm. great and we're always happy to <laughs> uh, hear the good news from air defense mm. uh yeah but that that was a lot of fun and uh, the story from my wife also was quite fun because uh, she was waiting me, um, and uh, she decided to stay in the car. I don't know why. And then air alert started. Uh, she left the car and thinking, should, should she go to the hospital? Um, is it um, does it have a, a shelter or basement at least or something? And then one of the um, doctors um, um, just went outside looking at the sky and asking, is it ALR alarm? And she says, yes. And then a few explosions hit. And he's like, hmm, what is that? Uh, she says, uh, I think that's an air defense system. It's it's not like uh, something, uh, uh, like ex- some explosion here. Uh, he says, oh, that's good. Then I can smoke a bit. <laughs> and, so, and picks up a cigarette and started smoking and, and looking at the sky. <laughs> Yeah, that's mad. That's mad. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that aesthetic, Jerry. Uh, too many times, yeah. <laughs> too many times. Uh, yeah, I've um, only had it once, and like, so I can't really compare it. And it was a long time ago, so that kind of. Yeah, I mean, I they say to count down from ten. I've only ever sort of made it to eight, and then. I guess sort of ten, nine, eight, and then that's the last thing I remember. Um, oh, interesting! Yeah, pretty my, much every yeah. My doctor said that it's gonna be like a few sets of whiskey, and uh, he said <laughs> when he uh, injected the the first uh, piece, he said, "Do is it feel like a first glass of whiskey?" I said yes. He said, "Okay, prepare for the second one," and then he did the second <laughs> injection. <laughs> See, the only time I've had anesthetic, and this is quite an amusing story, um, I was, was my sister born? So I'm probably three, 
two, maybe three. I had grommets in my ears. Um, oh, I did as well. Yeah. And um, yeah. so f- as a child, anesthetic is the injection is done in the back of your hand. Um, so I'm two, maybe three years old. I had seven doctors attempting to pin me down. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I was fighting all of them off. And I'm three years old, by the way, because I did not want this needle put in my hand. Um, And eventually they got it in. And the thing is, for me, it wasn't a countdown. It was, I'm in full rage. I'm in full rage. I'm in full rage. And the next thing I know is I'm waking up. (laughs) Like, that's, that's, that's what it was like for me. So it's quite, it's quite interesting to compare those experiences. I'm not sure I'd want uh, local, uh, general anesthetic uh in an air raid siren that definitely feels like a, a bit like I, I as soon as you said oh if i die here it's fine or whatever i was like oh, yeah i can i can sense that like like thought process that goes through your mind like oh whatever <laughs> you've had two glasses of whiskey it's <laughs> bonkers just bonkers. bonkers um there are so many things that we could go through, but I'm I'm conscious that it's it's well. So we're recording this. I didn't mention at the beginning we're recording this at um, for, for myself and Jerry at actually half past seven rather than our normal half past nine, um, because uh, Ukraine is two hour two hours ahead. I want to say two hours ahead. Um, yeah, two hours yeah. ahead. So it's currently coming up to quarter to ten midnight, for yeah. us. So it's it's quarter to midnight for Evgeny. Um, we'll be. I have absolutely loved this, by the way. Um, so I'm, we're definitely going to have you back on, Evgeny, at some point. Um, <laughs> okay. Stuff. Um, For season and... two or three, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We just have episodes. We don't have seasons. We just have episodes. <laughs> um, yeah. But, well, I did think about doing seasons, but I wasn't quite sure. Uh, podcast discussions. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> I... I'm not sure how to kind of whether to do the next bit. I'd like to do the idioms. I think it would be good just to go into a little bit lightheartedness. Um, what I will say, kind of my final bit, and I'll let both both Jerry and Evgeny kind of say their final bit. Um, I think anything that we can do to help um, Ukrainian people in this Russia invasion, I think, is the best thing that we can do. Um, I've never met a more patriotic and like tough and just generally inspiring like bunch of people that are kind of gone yeah we're in a war so we're going to continue working yeah we're this is happening that's happening and we will take it back you know they have this 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 level of admirable confidence that I was like oh my god if that was me I would have just been like no just i'm just gonna roll over and just curl into a ball that like, just it's inspiring there's no other words um you know and and i think you know in in the links in the description the, there will be links in the description to donations and i'll check these with um evgeny um to make sure i've got the right ones um but i've picked a few up from um my line manager who speaks to um uh, your director shall we say evgeny that's probably the best way to put it um who i've i've met before as well um that hopefully kind of promote the, the the best way that we can do that and um honestly my 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 wish would be for to you know to turn around tomorrow and it just be over he goes all right you can have it done and just retreat and and that would be great um so that's how i'm going to end this section on um i'll hand over to jerry and then we'll let you finish 
Yeah, I, I'm a bit speechless, really. It's it's incredible to hear these stories, and um, just thank you for for you know taking the time to share them uh, with us and with our audience, Evgeny. That's um, um, yeah, it's very sobering to hear all of this. So thank you. Thank you both for giving me the opportunity and, and your uh, kind of platform, sh sh shall I say, mm. um, and your podcast as a um, place to share all of this because <clears throat> obviously it's uh, always better to hear the story from the people who know what's what's going on and can share the, the real details. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's absolutely what I wanted. Yeah, and, right. and the, as, a, as a final kind of piece mm -hmm. from me, I, I want to wrap up it like in a uh, positive and not so positive at the same time. So mm -hmm. um, just to kind of, since we started with how my morning started in, in the beginning of the big part of innovation, um, I wanted to describe how we get back to Bucha uh, after two and a half months um, and the, the really good part that, despite the fact it was heavily destroyed, it was quickly and uh, really um, inspiring in terms of how it was rebuilt in sh so short terms. And, and people were gathering and creating like a, um, like specific events with some music and, and other activities to like help to uh, clear the streets, to... Uh, built uh, walls that was distracted and stuff like that so everyone is super motivated to like not only like complain but fix stuff and, and help each other and the amount of help uh, between people is enormous and I, I'm really glad about this this is like a very good part and I've seen a lot of good people during this 10 months and then I'm happy to to be here in that time how maybe it, it sounds weird Mm. But at the same time, the reason why I'm not really believe that it may like uh, stop tomorrow, even if, if Putin dies, is because, as I said, unfortunately, it's not the only person who um, thinks that way. And one of the cases is when people starting to like um, clearing the butcher, they uh, found a lot of hidden grenades and mines and sometimes it's like insanely so uh one of the grenades that the story that hit me the most one of the grenades was hidden in a, a room of a small girl i think she's eight years old and uh, in this room you see that this is a room of small child it's like all pink and like barbies mm -hmm. and all this stuff it, it's like it screams that it's a room for a girl and she had a um, piano because she was having a piano lessons. And one of the Russian soldiers put the grenade inside of it so that when you open the, like, the, the, the case of the piano, it like triggers the grenade. Mm. And this one uh, situation kind of showed me that and situation like this, it, it's like silence of situation. So it's not mm. like a, someone make him to do this. It, it, yeah, it's his own decision. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is unfortunately the reason why I think it's not probably stop tomorrow. But as I said, the good part is that we're all motivated to 
uh, rebuild and sort out this stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking uh, in, in a very positive, uh, with a, a lot of positive vibes to, to the future. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 kind of incredible. Um, I've just been thinking while you were sort of saying that, I actually kind of want to finish on this, even though we've got other bits to do. And I think, you know, next time, we, we, it means we've got content for the next time that you're on and, and other bits and pieces, and, and we can go further into discussion. I, I, I really want to actually finish on this. It's not, it's kind of been one of those pod, it's been a, it's probably been our first, like, touching on real serious subjects and we 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 we're quite a distinct you know the point was a distinct and jovial was that and there has been laughs and but i think this has been one of the most perfect podcasts that i've that i've listened to and done it's just been such awe-inspiring to have you on um and i think i i kind of want to finish on actually the good point that you raised um because I can be very, um, I can't think, oh, what's the term, Jerry? What is the term? Um, cynical. That's the word I wanted, cynical. I can be very cynical in terms of, I don't think there's enough kindness in the world. I don't think that, that I think that there's a lot of selfishness among human, among the human population. And, and that you're, obviously the story with the grenade is, is there are horrible people out in the world. And actually I have to remember that actually most people probably do want the best for people and your first half of that story about people helping is that actually when stuff really does hit the hit the fan excuse me um people will help each other and and there is kindness in the world and i think we just have to go and actually look for it um and i and i know that i can be quite cynical in terms of like we need more we need more and you can never have enough um you can never have enough so i think it's um i really want to I think finish on just this for this podcast to, to really kind of lay home that how impressed I am of you know yourself and 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 your your fellow country people. Uh, yeah, it's just been it's been awe inspiring and 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 everything like that. So um, I'll let Jerry have the the final thoughts and then we'll round it up. No, I can't. No, no, I, <laughs> no, no. I think it's good to leave it at that. That's yeah, well said, Dom. Yeah. Um, Evgeny, thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you. We really appreciate it. We will 100% have you back. Um, I think it'll be, we'll, we'll do some fun stuff on the podcast with you. We'll, we can, a bit of like distinct jovial, jovial normality. Yeah, yeah. We need to balance it. <laughs> yeah, we need to balance it. And we did the food items at the beginning. And I think that was a really, was a really good thing to kind of do. And really interesting. And it's funny. Um, I interact with a, a lot of you um during the day as part of my job role um and i keep using the phrase when not if when we get to meet again when we get to meet up in person again i am buying Yevgeny a beer so it's it's all good it's, i it's want to know what the i want to know what your favorite beer is i have got it written down and i can't remember off of this off of my head so Yevgeny's gonna have to tell me what it what it, what it was yeah i think it's from belgium but uh, yeah. it could be uh, bought by Americans a few years ago. Um, it's called Blue Moon. Yeah, Blue Moon. I thought it was oh, Blue, Blue Moon. Moon. Yeah. Yes, it's good beer. That's yeah. lovely beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one. Yeah. Uh, it's like um, a natural product placement in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to sponsor us, we will take it. Distinct and jovial. Brought to you by. 
Blue Moon. Yeah. Um, it is. Any... Just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for the record. Just for the record. It's just for the record. It isn't. Uh, folks, thank you ever so much for watching uh, and listening. And um, please do feedback to us uh, what you thought. Um, please like, subscribe, give us a five star rating. Blah blah blah. YouTube spill. Ooh ooh hurrah! Apparently, this actually causes people to think about doing it. Um, uh, in the links, there's in the uh, in the in in the links in the description, there will be links to donate towards um, Ukraine um, for their um, for the current Russian attempted invasion. Um, please, anything, a penny, a pound, uh, to steal a catchphrase from a well-known uh, supermarket brand. Every little bit helps. Um, so again, we really appreciate all of you listening watching uh jerry i appreciate you doing this co-hosting me with this all the time i thank you so much and yevgeny thank you so much for coming on this was uh, i had high expectations but you blew them out of the water and this has been an absolute fantastic podcast so thank you very much uh, and we will catch you all on the next one yeah thank you both Thanks. and thank you for listeners and i hope your ears not bleeding after my english <laughs> Hey, your English is fantastic. What are you on about? <laughs> Better than our Ukrainian. Really good. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you very much, Evgeny. Thank you for taking the time. <laughs>